Getting Works podcast. Mike's getting tipsy. He drink a lot of beer and he drink a lot of whiskey. When he's not doing that, probably watching wrestling. Talking about the beers and it's so interesting. Mike's online, you can give him a follow. End of the day, he be cleaning out the tacos. No better podcast if you ask me. Getting Works, you can leave off the last G. Driving in your car, getting worked. Slacking at your job, getting worked. At the DMV, getting worked. In the VIP, getting worked. Out, getting worked. Getting worked. Get, getting worked. 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 People of the internet, I'm Mike. This is getting worked. Uh, this is the first time I'm going to do this on video. Hello. It's Jerry Lewis, by the way. I, I know I do that every episode. People might wonder what's what's the hello. What is it from? Uh, it's my shout out to Jerry Lewis impersonation. So there's that. It's the Getting Worked podcast on gettingwork.com, and we're going to get started here with. My downtown flavor town glass and some benchmark foolproof. This is out of the Buffalo Trace Distillery, out of Frankfort, Kentucky, 125 proof. This is the foolproof benchmark. We're talking wrestling, we're talking Netflix today, so let's get it in quick, y'all. Cheers. So, I just finished watching. The Netflix series, Wrestlers. Wrestling is my escape. I'm glad I get to hit people. So I don't want to do any bad things anymore. OVW is the little engine that could. You get outside of WWE and AEW, the best wrestling in America is taking place right here. You want to go one-on-one with me? Yeah! People watch OVW because you get the first glimpse at potentially the next big thing in pro wrestling. It all comes down to one thing. One of the most legendary professional wrestlers ever, Al Snow. Professional wrestling is an art form. It's the art of physical storytelling. I am going to rip your freaking head off! It's a morality play. It's good versus evil. The art and the creativity of this industry there's nothing like it. You don't feel like a nobody anymore. I'm Hollywood Haley J. Wrestling is a very aesthetic business, and you have to look your best. This is the Muppets. <laughs> I'm Kermit the Frog, and I literally run the Muppet Show. Al is one of the best wrestling minds, but you know what? Al's not the best with money. This is the summer to take it to the next level. We need to create a summer tour a lot of times, I get told something to do from people that have no clue how it works. If we don't start doing better, there won't be an OVW. I've spent 40 years making a name for myself in this business. I'll be damned if I'm going to let anybody ruin it. 
we do see when you guys aren't doing what you're supposed to be doing. We're all supposed to be in this together. I want to go to WWE and be top dog there. Wrestling's new to her. It's real exciting to her, all the positives. And I feel like she hasn't seen like how this ruins people's lives. Can you please not be your character for one hour? How about you try to be yourself? I'ma always be Haley J. Wrestling for a lot of these people gives them a purpose in life, a reason to live. We chose to do what we had to do creatively to make our family survive and to let him work on his dream. My name, my reputation is all wrapped up into this. I'm doing it because I desperately want this and everyone involved in it to succeed. Four, three, two, one. Oh, Bolus works. Uh, this is a seven part? Was it seven episodes? Yeah, this is a seven episode series. Uh, first off, before I jump into my opinions of what I watched... I highly recommend watching this show. It is going to provide a great look at wrestling, but you also need to prepare yourself for no one's going to perfectly expose the real world to the pro wrestling world. They're going to break kayfabe. It's going to break the rules a little bit. They're going to talk about things that every wrestler and every wrestling fan might not want talked about in a Netflix series. They're going to do that. Uh, but I think that's the give and take with a show like this, with a series like this. So the, this was directed by Greg Whiteley, which I didn't watch. I've not watched anything he's done before. This was produced by BBC Studios. Um, it is a truthful telling of wrestling, but also there's moments where I think we're all getting worked. And I say that because, yes, OVW provided them an inlet to their world. They opened up their doors. They let them in on the behind the scenes. But these are wrestlers. Is there a chance all of what we're seeing, even the behind the scenes, is one big fucking work? So this series broke down into seven episodes, and I really think three main characters. There's a bunch of side characters, but there's three people you really follow throughout the story. Al Snow, who runs OVW. Uh, Holly Hood, Haley J, who, in my opinion, is the biggest star they have in that company, and Matt Jones, the owner and host of Kentucky Sports Radio. It takes place in Louisville, Kentucky, in OVW Wrestling at the Davis Arena in Louisville. So I think it's important to kind of point out where the show takes place. This is in Louisville, fucking Kentucky. And it definitely feels like a show in Louisville, or yeah, show set in Louisville, fucking Kentucky. Uh, some of the wrestlers look way too close to people I went to school with and people whose lives I've seen take crazy turns. And the fans look exactly like the people in Kentucky that would buy tickets to the to wrestling. 
And that's not a bad thing. I don't mean that as an insult. You want everybody across the board, all walks of life, coming to wrestling. And I think Louisville, Kentucky gives a great cross-section of all walks of life going into the show. There's little kids. There's dudes that look like they're Mark Wrestling fans like me. There's old grandparents. There's like people who probably believe it way too much. People who probably don't believe enough and everything in between. So it sets the stage and opens really quickly diving into Haley J. You follow her through most of the episodes and she really is like right there. Uh, at the time of recording this episode, as I understand now, she has a tryout with uh, WWE NXT. So she's down in Orlando and we'll see. Because while definitely the biggest talent, definitely the person in that locker room who gets it the most, they make it very clear that she has some problems going on. Not just where she came from, uh, but there's a there's a thing in the beginning where she was smoking weed and somebody caught her smoking weed and something like that and she's not supposed to smoke weed at the show. But her merch logo is a parody of a backwoods rapper. So, like, I get the reality of what you're not supposed to do at work and everything like that, but you kind of send the mixed message with who the character is. We, she's who we keep focusing on throughout the series. Uh, there's a lot of characters around her. Her mom... Uh, the person who I think is her stepdad, there's like a, a, a reverend character who it's hard to tell if he's dating Maria, living with Maria, just her trainer, just the person that brought Haley in. That's kind of hard to, to pinpoint throughout the episode, but he's in her life, as well as her boyfriend, uh, wrestler Eric Darkstorm, who I'll fully say this, Eric Darkstorm comes off terribly in this show. He's not a big fan of women's wrestling. A little too big for their britches. I don't know if it's because they're not strong enough. I come in this business. I don't know much about that person individually. I don't know much about him modernly in wrestling. A little bit of his older stuff. But as the show paints him, I'd be pissed if I was that guy. Majority of what we follow is is Hollywood Haley J. Uh, outside of that, we probably follow the second most... Matt Jones, and probably right after that, Al Snow. Al's the big ending, but I think a lot of those first few episodes really zeroed in on Haley J, Matt Jones, Cashflow, and Shira. Who, Cashflow and Shira, I wouldn't consider the main characters. They kind of fall into that secondary background character level for this series. A lot of my opinion on this show, I think, doesn't necessarily come from what I think about the wrestlers, which is like the Eric Darkstorm thing. Like, I'm not saying that I, I think Eric Darkstorm is a douchebag or a bad person, but goddamn, the show paints him like one. Holy shit. So that's kind of the, the lens I'm looking through it with this show is um, how did a Netflix show paint wrestling and paint the people involved? Al Snow fights a lot with the owner. There's a lot of moments where I find myself siding with Matt Jones. He tries to come in and bring people in and 
do business and all those things. And I, I, I think I think he does a good job of that. I think he does a good job of putting butts in seats, which is a lot of what entertainment is about. Al is really focused on the television show, which OVW is one of the only uh, programs outside of WWE or AEW that does weekly live television. So that's a big deal. They do weekly live television. But then the show also shows, and they make sure to point out that, like, OVW is airing on, like, a religious channel somewhere and, like, kind of some smaller stations, which is nothing to, 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 like, like turn your nose up at. But there was always that kind of little secondary jab with the show. Hey, they do this and they're on broadcasting. Little small broadcasting. Hey, we do all these things with our characters, but they're kind of fucked up. Uh, so there's always that kind of balance, and that kind of also goes back to me thinking... Are the wrestlers kayfabing everybody in this show? Are the wrestlers working everybody in this show? Are they working the producers? Are they working the camera people? Uh, I think I think there's an argument for that. We see a few moments where Matt Jones really is pushed to the edge. I originally was only going to watch the first three episodes of this series and record this review uh, and then create another episode watching the other half of it. You know, that's, that's, that's how you stretch things out into making content. But somebody has a seizure and that was the reason I just kept watching. At a certain point, Matt Jones has a seizure, which you find out in the next episode, he has them from time to time. It's nothing new. But it almost feels stress-related, because he's having a really heated argument with a couple of the other people at OVW, with Al, about a wrestler who he felt disrespected by, uh, someone who he feels shouldn't talk to him the way that they did. So, in the middle of the conversation, he starts having a seizure, like visible facial changes, noises, and that was how they ended the episode. So first off, that's great television. That's how you hook me into watching something else. If somebody has a legitimate real-life seizure on camera, and then you cut to credits. Bring me back for the next episode. But it really kind of highlighted that I, that idea that poor fucking Matt Jones, the guy who's just trying to fucking make wrestling work, and everybody just seemed to kind of be fucking with him. In the beginning, there was a lot of, like, Footage of the wrestlers kind of talking bad about him. Like, I don't have to listen to that guy. Fuck that guy. But also, at the same time, that's the guy with the money. And, yeah, I understand. Wrestling's a business. It's a brotherhood. It's all of those things. I got I, I got friends in the business. And I know what lines not to cross. And I know where the business begins and people outside the business end and the pop, 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 pop. But at the same time, this guy was putting a lot of money into OVW. So they really zeroed in on that conflict uh, across all seven of these episodes I think they did a good job of peppering in the right amount of wrestling that you didn't know about they, they used some footage from WWE and, and WCW history which was very surprising a little ECW sprinkled in there from uh, Al and his past but they also used a few things that not every wrestling fan would be familiar with. Case in point, James Storm. 
shows up. Uh, if all you've ever watched is old school WWE Attitude Era and you just tuned into something because you're like, oh, it's a show about pro wrestling and you don't watch modern wrestling, you might not know who he is. Uh, but he looks super impressive. He comes in to wrestle Shira, the Indian Lion. And honestly, how can you not fucking love this dude? Man, Shira will work his ass off send money home to his family, do everything that's asked of him, is jacked to the gills, and is still so grateful after his match with James Storm, which he loses the OVW National Championship to him in a match. Uh, And even then, you see the gratitude and and the real professionalism. It's 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 a fucking great thing to see for that guy. What a fucking star. So they, they peppered that in as well. Some of the past of some of the wrestlers, they used background footage for Eric Darkstorm and Cashflow, who is another fucking star. That guy needs to get all the fucking money. At a certain point, Cashflow and a couple other wrestlers go to AEW to have a match on, I believe, Dark. It might be Dark Elevation, but one of the AEW Dark shows. So they go there, perform on that, come back, Jump right back into OVW. Which plays a counterpoint to, at one point, Haley J. Goes out and does WOW. David McLean's WOW Women of Wrestling. When she's out there, she goes out with her mother, who had already had some experience there, and seems to establish her own career at Women of Wrestling. Almost to the point where it's going to take her away from being at the last show of the year for OVW. The big one. Uh, so there was a good amount of drama there built up. It was really cool to see that what's she going to do, what decision is she going to make. But I'll go back to the fact that it, it highlights that Haley J is the biggest star they had at that point. Uh, I, I don't want to speak for OVW right now. Jack Vaughn's down there. Jack Vaughn's fucking amazing, so he rules. But like in the in the context of this show, she's really the the the, the top dog. So really seeing that decision-making process from her, as young as she is. Uh, There's a moment in episode five where they kind of, once again, play up on Eric Darkstorm. They really make him seem like the jealous boyfriend who's not supportive. He talks about his, his experiences as the lens for her to view her experiences. Hasn't gotten the success that he wanted in certain places, bounced around from company to company. Some of the negative things about wrestling and how that it should be her cautionary tale. Uh, once again, I don't necessarily want to say this exactly how Eric Darkstorm is, but it comes across really bad in the show. He really is the heel of that story. Everything goes through the summer, follows them through a bunch of live shows. That's the big premise, is they're going to do like 30-something live events across the summer, all leading to the big one, where Al Snow will get back in the ring, wrestle the... beat up the commentator when he wins a match with another... basically gives him an opportunity to beat up an announcer and have some fun, and it's like a big... To do it's, it's a cool thing. So building up to that, building up to that event, building up to the big one, you keep seeing 
the opportunities for Haley J possibly pulling her away. They, they, they filled out the last episode really well by having her make the event, do a run-in, kick her shoes off, turn babyface to a gigantic pop in the crowd. So it all pays off in the end. The last episode really is where everything comes together. And honestly, that sounds a lot like the way it runs in OVW. By the end of the episode, Matt and Al are commiserating on their past trauma versus how well they're working together now. So, and, and and honestly, the last episode is where everything kind of comes together. You finally have a good understanding of what they were building towards. You finally start seeing all the things pay off. And by the end of the show, it's a nice, wonderful little package they put together. So... I don't know if I like or dislike this show. I haven't made that decision yet. But it's definitely something to check out. It's definitely something to watch if you like wrestling or if you just really like drama. Because uh, there's a lot of that in this fucking show. Like, there's a lot in wrestling and there's a lot in life in general. So, definitely check out Wrestlers. On Netflix. How are you, Luke? Uh, hey, can I talk to you for a second? Uh, sure, I live for it. So listen, man, there's a reason why everybody in this building walks around here and they say, hey, certified, what's up, certified? Yeah. Can I take a picture with you, certified? Yeah. Can I have your autograph certified? Oh. I'm the best. I wasn't aware of that. I should be the OVW heavyweight champion. You should. But you don't see it yet. I so don't. that's fine. That's fine. You and everybody watching worldwide right. is going to see exactly what being certified is all about. And I hope so. We you can bank on it. Me. Thank you. Apparently being certified means I can bank on it. <laughs> I fuck if I know. So for this week, I want to do a bomb shot. We're going to call it a bomb shot. Uh, dedicated to Ohio Valley Wrestling's certified Luke Curtis. I actually went to Spot Monkey Pro's Battle of the Berg in Williamsburg, Ohio this past weekend. Uh, main event I went there for was Lore Crew versus EC3 for the NWA Heavyweight Championship. Uh, when I went there, to my surprise, certified Luke Curtis was there. And apparently being certified means you can bank on it. So we're going to go ahead and make a bomb shot in tribute to certified Luke Curtis. What we're going to start off with, well, what says certified more than Goldschlager? We're going to try to... Take this and add to it and chug the whole fucking thing. Not the whole bottle, but the whole thing, beverage that we make. So Goldschlager, if you're not familiar, cinnamon liqueur has the edible gold flakes inside of it. I wanted to augment that flavor. I don't just want to do Goldschlager and a thing and drink that. I want to balance out the Goldschlager flavor. And when I think about that, I mean... Our primary flavor here is cinnamon. And that's the thing about Goldschlager is there's so much sugar in this stuff. Can't even... The bottle seems to have been sugar-welded closed. So, let's take a look. We'll take a smell. Yeah, it's... Fuck, I hate that I'm not about to do this. So, Goldschlager, we're going to offset that flavor... With ginger cordial. I wanted to go a little bit sweet, play into that spiciness, 
Uh, but something that was also going to help bring down the bite of that Goldschlager. I mean, Goldschlager is only 45 proof. Well, this is 63 proof. This is actually higher proof than the Goldschlager. So, fuck. This is going to make it even more boozier, but that's okay. We're going to go ahead and get started with about an ounce and a half of our Goldschlager. We're just going to... We're just going to eyeball that. Yeah, that that's regret. We're going to add to that with our ginger cordial. Now, you might make your own ginger cordial at home. You might do that whole process. It's kind of long. Uh, this is from Cultivated Cocktails out of Asheville, North Carolina. This is their ginger cordial. We're going to do about three quarters of an ounce right in the glass. Just eyeball. That did work. Whoa, that really did work. So that's our booze base. Normally, a bomb shot, you put a shot glass in liquid and drink the whole thing. Like Jaeger bomb, take a shot of Jaeger, drop it in a glass of Red Bull, shot of the whole thing. That's how you do Jaeger bomb. For the certified bomb, we're going to be using the 2023 Voodoo Mountain Dew. So... I've already had this with my wife. My understanding of this flavor is it is uh, white cherry icy, like a slushy, like a white cherry. So we've got cinnamon, ginger, and white cherry. Now the thing about being certified is everyone wants to ask you, hey certified, can I get a picture with you certified? What's going on certified? But that means being certified means you can bank on it. Uh, we've got Goldschlager, Ginger Cordial, 2023 Voodoo Mountain Dew. This is a certified bomb. This is to celebrate OVW, celebrating Netflix wrestlers. Tribute to Luke Curtis. There's one little gold flake floating around in there from that Goldschlager. Certified bomb. Let's go. Oh, hold on. Cinnamon, cherry, ginger. It's actually pretty fucking good. Apparently being certified does mean you can bank on it. So that was Goldschlager, Ginger Cordial, 2023 Mountain Dew Voodoo, the certified bomb. Make sure you guys like, subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts. Follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, YouTube. Go to gettingwork.com. Make sure you check out this show, every other show coming out on the stream, as well as Thursday, Thursday. We've uh, convoluted? No, we haven't convoluted. We've compressed all the shows into one stream. So instead of Thirsty Thursday and Getting Worked Podcast being two separate streams, everything's now going to come through this one channel. So everything's going to come to you through this way, gettingworked.com or through youtube.com slash at gettingworked. Once again, I'm Mike. This is the Getting Worked Podcast. This is certified. I'll see you guys. Drunk, we marked out. We'll see you next week. This is Platinum Max signing off.
getting worked. There's no G in get. Except for the first G, of course. Driving in your car, getting worked. Slacking at your job, getting worked. At the DMV, getting worked. In the VIP, getting worked. Out, getting worked. Getting worked. Get, getting worked. Getting worked. Getting worked. Get, getting worked. Getting worked. Getting worked. Get, getting worked. Getting worked. Getting worked. Get, getting worked.